Lord, I want to ask you to come up. Lord spoke something here like four in the morning. I'm going to have her just, just stay up because somebody else may have a word after this. But it goes with what Pastor Kathy just shared. If you can share what the Lord spoke to you about that weed or whatever. Yeah. Um, last night when I was, um, it was about four in the morning and I heard my name, Lori, um, in my ear and I just, it was really strong and Mm -hmm. I just started praying and I started praying for people, um, in my family and, and I prayed for the church and, and I prayed for, but then it was like, I needed to get up. I needed to get up and pray. It wasn't like getting, laying in bed was going to do it, you know, so because it wouldn't leave me. And so and I was kind of familiar with this. Um, and I'll just kind of go to another story is one time I was driving in the car and I was falling asleep at the wheel. And I heard a voice in my right ear at that time said, wake up, wake mm. up. So when I heard this voice say, and Lori in the middle of the night, in my, it seemed in my left ear, I knew mm-hmm. that it was, some, it was a spiritual. It was definitely God in some mm-hmm. sense, and either by the Holy Spirit or however. And so then I just I got up and I started praying again. I started praying for safety and protection for family members and to be, you know, um, just different things I was touching on and a lot of different prayers. And I was praying for Afghanistan and I was praying the United States and, and I just continued to pray. And, and then I go through forgiveness, you know, Lord, forgive me of my sins, forgive me for everything I've done wrong, you know, cause I know that I'm not worthy, but through Jesus Christ, where what he did for us, what he did for me, he makes me worthy that I can come to the father and pray. Mm-hmm. So I just continued to just continue to pray and pray and I just felt like there wasn't any release it wasn't you know it wasn't time for me to stop praying so I just kept continued to pray and and then after a little while I just saw this vision of it was just like this the sickle like the Lord was taking a sickle and he was going at the root and there was there was like tall grass and weeds and different things but he was taking the sickle and he was going down through the weeds like going at the root he had the sickle at a like at a slant and he was going through and so I just started praying that through that 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 God would root out the evilness in this in this country and in in Afghanistan and that you know that he would he would take down these principalities that have the power over these countries and mm. and so i just started praying out what i thought i believed the lord was what i was seeing in this mm. vision so mm. i just thank the lord that that he mm. is doing more than we can see and mm. and he is always working and that he is he is working these things out and even though we see so much pain and suffering god is at work and I just praise and thank the Lord Jesus Christ Amen. and Father God. Hallelujah. And I just thank him for all he's doing. And uh, just continue to pray and lift up these situations because God is doing something Amen. to change it, Amen. each one of them. And I just praise the Lord. Thank Amen. you. Amen. And there's something that uh, I really appreciate you sharing that. There's something when Pastor Kathy prayed in John 10.10. 10. I tell you, when God gives a word, you know, God can speak prophetically, thus says the Lord, but God can also speak prophetically in, in different ways, whether it's a dream or vision or, or just when we speak a verse. But I really feel in my heart 
than each of us here and those watching by live stream. Those will be watching Faith and Feelings here a bunch of ways. I feel like there's some weeds that God want, that, that would try to hinder. It might be condemnation from the past. It might be a familiar spirit. It might be uh, condemnation. It might be the, just something, familiar sin. But I feel like the Lord's saying right now, just between you and God, that it might be a lie that brings unbelief, that says, you know what, you can't be healed to heaven. It might, I just sense that there's something, and God's even speaking something to me right now in my own life. A weed that would try to quench you and I from being who we really are in totality. Do you have some, Simone? Yeah. I, I really get that in my spirit. Uh, and uh, I'll just share this as Simone's coming up about, must have been about six months ago, Pastor Terry Smith's coming uh, next week. It'll be such a blessing. But Terry and I were talking, and uh, there was something that uh, the enemy was coming against him with, and someone similar with me. And, and I shared with him, I said, you know, Lord, show me a spirit of unbelief I wasn't aware of. He said, you know what? I was dealing with something. I, I kept thinking it was this, this, and this. And it was just unbelief in a certain way because of something that happened in the past. We just need to cut this, and we're going to cut this. Amen? We're going to cut it. And so Simone has, and then we're going to do this right now. Glory to God. I, I just want to share because it keeps coming up. And I did feel it in worship. I wasn't sure if it was just for me or for everyone. But the word clarification. Mm. He is bringing clarification Amen. to things that Amen. the enemy has tried to mm. make it look like it's, whether it's murky water. You know, mm. when you think about clarifier going into a pool, it mm. clears it up and you can see to the bottom and you can see what's going on, Amen. whether it's emotions that are mm. making things murky, whether it's a, a false doctrine, mm -hmm. whether it's, it, he, the Holy Spirit's just saying, listen unto me because I am bringing clarification, mm. which will show the roots and the weeds and the different mm -hmm. things that have all been spoken, whether individually, mm -hmm. by nation, but mm -hmm. it's clarifying, but he Amen. needs to have the atmosphere to speak that to us. Amen. So take Super. the time to follow what the Holy Spirit's doing Amen. to just wanted to confirm that what everybody else is saying, I was hearing the same thing. Amen. And he really Holy just, Ghost. when you have an atmosphere of worship oh. and stillness, and you're entering into his rest, that's when the might and the power can come through and clarify to you and, and to us as how to move in his power and might as he's breaking off these weeds and showing us what needs to be done. So I just pray and I speak over that each one of our spirit be spirit to spirit when we consider the Holy Spirit and God and that we slow ourselves and that we just take in what he's trying to say for us. And I speak clarity and rooting out of all bondage and brokenness Hallelujah. in the name of Jesus. Jesus. Amen. We receive that. Amen. Hallelujah. And with that clarity, I'll be honest with you. There's things I sense, I don't know, that God has spoken vision-wise. It might be someone here that you have a vision to raise the dead. And you know what? Maybe you've been struggling. And the last thing on your front burner or even towards your back burner is doing that. Because you're just struggling to get by. And God's saying, get rid of the struggle. 
that's a weed. But that which would cause your vision not to be clear. When God speaks something to us, it might be for your children, your grandchildren. It might be somebody that's deaf. Glory to God in your family. And you're going to, and God said you're going to be a deliverer. It might be a, a thousand different things. But I'll tell you what, clarity's a key to really going forth and what God has for us. The clearer the word is, the clearer that you see, honestly, I tell you, but it's those weeds that can come against clarity, really. And says, you know, how can you think that you're going to do this when I spoke to you seven days ago or seven years or 17 years ago when you're struggling with this? We want to get rid of the weeds to get that off the front burner. Amen? Hallelujah. We don't want struggle to be on the front burner. Amen? We don't want inconvenience to be on the front. We don't want diversion to be on the front burner. We want what God has called us to to be on the front burner. Amen? Glory to God. So right now, I tell you, there's an anointing here. Boy, there's an anointing here just to destroy those weeds just between you and God. Just as God's speaking right now, just if there's something that's coming up to your mind by the Spirit of God, Again, it might be a familiar sin. It just might be a feeling of unworthiness. It might be a feeling of aloneness that God can't fill that void. Whatever it might be, it might be a bias. Someone's on drugs right now in the name of Jesus. We, we break that for you, somebody watching right now. And you're saying, we break that in the name of Jesus, the lie of inability in the name of Jesus. Whatever it is right now, let's just take a few seconds between you and God right now. Fire of the Holy Ghost, come right now in the name of Jesus. Sickle of the Holy Ghost, come right now in the name of Jesus. Glory to your name. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Mm, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Mm, Jesus. Mm. Jesus, God, we curse negativism. We curse unbelief. We curse inability. We curse the lie that it's not going to come to pass. That weed, that lie that it's not going to come to pass because it seems to be taking too long. That lie, we curse it in Jesus' name. God, we loose you in Jesus' name. God, I had that name Randall. If that means something to anybody here, or if that's you that's watching or listening, we break the lies over you and loose destiny in the name of Jesus. We say destiny is being fulfilled even at this moment and cannot be stopped because it's coming forth, not by us, not by man, but by the Holy Ghost himself in the name of Jesus. Glory to your name, Father. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory to your name, Jesus. Shuladosa. Shitalai. Shutalosa hoti. Shutalosai. Shutosa hoti. And Father, we curse in the name of Jesus right now arthritis that be so crippling that people can't open their hands. Fibromyalgia, we curse you in the name of Jesus. Lyme's disease, we curse you in the name of Jesus. That which would debilitate, 
We say our God is a God of ability, not a God of de-ability. We break you in Jesus' name. If that's you, just lift up, do something. Lift, open your hand. Do something in the name of Jesus. Because the anointing's there to enable you to do it. You will be loved with. Glory to God that I will be in you and you and me. I tell you, I wake up with that verse, I go to bed with that verse. And I say, you know what, Lord? I receive mm, that I'm going to be loved like Jesus was loved. And if that's for real, then everything else is going to take care of itself. Amen? So I, I want to encourage you that because, I, again, church is about each of us as individuals being able to enter in to do the work of the ministry. Amen? This old paradigm, the pastor does it, this, this, and that, that's a lie. True ministry is to get equipped so you can do the work of the ministry. Amen? I mean, it's a shame if you think the pastor hears God better than you do or is able to get revelation better than you. I have a grace to teach and, and a grace to uh, cover and do things pastorally. Yeah, I get it. But I'll tell you what, nobody can hear God's voice better than anybody else. Nobody can get in the word and get revelation better than anybody else. Nobody has more faith than anybody else because we've all been given the same measure of faith. Nobody has more love than anybody else because we've all had the love of God shed abroad in our, our hearts. Nobody has a greater destiny than somebody else because we've all been destined to be conformed to the image of Jesus. Amen? Whew, glory to God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Amen. All right. So you can tell I'm a little pumped up, but, you know, glory to God. If it's for real, you're going to be pumped up. Now, I'm not saying there are not going to be days where, you know, uh, not every day, you, you know, you look, you got fire in your hand, you know, type of doubt. But, but every day you got fire in your spirit. Every day you got fire in your spirit because the Holy Ghost is a consuming fire. Amen. All right. So let's look at the power of vision. We know the scriptures say without a vision you perish. But with a vision, man, I tell you what, it changes us. Philippians 3.10 basically was the vision of Paul and, and it should be the vision of everyone to a definite degree in Philippians 3.10. Oh, glory to God. He says, well, verse 9, I am be found in him not having my own righteousness which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. That I might know him, whew, and I might know the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable to his death. That I might know him. The Bible says in the book of Daniel, chapter 11, those who know him will do exploits. Amen? A lot of people want to do exploits, but the key is knowing him and to doing those exploits. Amen? To know his heart. Ooh, glory to God. To enter into the mind of Christ. And then the power of his resurrection. How strong was the resurrection? It was explosive. Amen. Wow. I mean, but the walk in that power daily. Wow. Paul himself was stoned to death and died but rose. Paul rose up. You know, you ticked us when, the, when he fell out the window. You know, while he was listening to a sermon. Remember that in the book of Acts? Man, 
He was tired. He was on the second floor and he fell out the window. Man, how do I, man, how'd you like to have that happen while you're preaching? You know what I'm saying? Jesus is here. He's amazing. He's awesome. He loves us. And someone listens to you falls out the window. He either says you're boring or somebody's just overtired, right? And then how would that uh, rain on your parade? But guess what? Paul went down and raised them from the dead. And they were happier than before. And he preached till the morning. Glory to God. And the guy was wa- he, he stayed awake this time. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. So if you're sleeping, amen. Glory to God. You might die first so I can raise this. You got to wake. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. For real, the power of his resurrection. It was real to Paul. And then the fellowship of sufferings. What's that mean? It doesn't mean getting in a car accident every day. It means taking upon your heart what is important to the heart of God. Souls, deliverance, wholeness, victory. Amen. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Luke chapter 4. Really, you know, the job description of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Go, Mark, uh, go with me to Mark 3. 13 and 14. Let's look at, again, the vision of Jesus and the context of how he discipled. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Mark chapter 3. Mm. Man, so much. Let's start with verse 13. He went up to a high mountain and he called unto him those he would and they came unto him. How did he call them? Cell phone? No. He called him in the Holy Ghost. He called them, went up to a high mountain, miles away from everybody, and then he called them in the Spirit. Woo, glory to God. And they, they heard him, and they went to where he was. That's awesome, isn't it? Glory to God. We shouldn't have to be manipulated to do things. We should just hear the voice of God and do it. Amen? God called them in the Spirit, and they came to him. And then he chose 12 out of those that came. Here's the, his vision, that they would be with him and then go forth to preach, to have power to heal sicknesses and to cast out devils. Most people pick up preaching the gospel amen, power to heal, amen, that's always in the heart of God, healing, and to heal sicknesses. I love this because, first of all, Jesus, see, he puts them all together. He doesn't say to preach the gospel, and then a footnote, say to heal and cast out demons. They're all together, amen, they're all on one ticket, praise God, hallelujah. Same price, the blood of Jesus, Glory to God. But first, he called them to be with him. That's the passion of Jesus. Man, you can get people to get people saved. Teach them to share the four spiritual laws. That's good. You can get people to... But the key is to be with him. Amen? That's the vision of Jesus. To be with him. To be with him. To be with him. Good times, difficult times, in between times. To be with him. Oh, glory. Amen. All right. 
So, okay, so let's start going here and see how far we get with some different things. All of us have, a, have destiny. And we know it's to be conformed to the image of Jesus. And God will speak different things for each of us to do. And then together it fits like a puzzle as a body. Amen. Not everybody's an eye or an ear. We're all, but we're all equally important. But go with me to Ephesians 3.20. I think it's really important to understand something. In the, con in the context of vision. Now God gives vision. But there's something interesting with this verse. I really believe that because we're children of God and so close to the Father, there are specific things he calls us to do, but sometimes you're the one that can determine your destiny. Let's look at this and I'll give you, and we'll go, give some examples. Glory to Jesus. Mm, hallelujah, Jesus. It says, now unto him that is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. All right? Unto him, you know, to the church, throughout, give glory to God in Christ Jesus throughout the whole world without end. So, now unto him that is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can even ask or think. So part of destiny can be whatever you can enter into through the Holy Ghost and what you believe is available to you. I firmly believe that the Holy Ghost is so amazing that certainly God puts things in our heart to do, but sometimes we can just say, God, man, I'm so close to you. I'm so intimate with you. There's just things I want to do, and I'm going to believe through the Holy Ghost in me, I'm going to do it to your glory. Now, I, I really believe that. It's like David's mighty men, his three main mighty men, they overheard David, the king, he represented Jesus. Obviously, he wasn't Jesus. But they overheard him saying, you know what? What I would give to have a drink from the well, which is at Bethlehem. And at that time, the Philistines were controlling Bethlehem. And the well was, they was well guarded. So these three guys, they loved David so much. And they represent the church. They said, David didn't give them a commandment to do this. They just said, you know what? We know God, we know God so well that we believe that if we go down there to get our king a drink, we know the Father so well that if we want to give King Jesus a drink, I just think he'll be with us. So these guys go down and risk their lives they break through the garrison of the Philistines and get him a glass of water from the well that's at Bethlehem. And it meant the world to David. Now he poured it out and didn't even drink it because he knew their, but what meant so much to him was their hearts. I tell you what, 
There are so many needs. I, I tell you, again, we need to be led by the Spirit. I get it, but your vision, your baseline, so to speak. Honestly, it can be commensurate with the reality of this verse. I, one of my closest friends, he's not here now. He was a professor at the university. And I, long story short, I, we walked around the track together a lot different times. And man, we are so apart theologically. He was, a, he was an Orthodox Presbyterian elder. And I think I shared this before. We're walking around the track one day. He said, you know, I really like you. I said, I like you too, Doc. He said, but I don't believe hardly a thing you say. <laughs> I said, Doc, truth be told, I hardly believe a thing you say, except salvation. And uh, but we started to get known to each other, and he came, he came down with leukemia. And he was up at a hospital in Greenville. And I get a call, and, I, I, and he says, I need you to get up here. I said, why? I said, I'm dying. I said, well, did you call your pastor? He said, you know, he doesn't have what I have. Just get up here. And I went up there. And I mean, that's what before masking him. I had to put on this suit because it was a bad deal. And Jesus helped him. Jesus came. But he, he came to me one day because he started to see the heart of God more. He said, you know what I think I'm going to do? Because, see, he was taught sovereignty, you know, just to fear God in a, not a good way. He says, I believe in tithing. I said, yeah, I do too, Doc. He said, you know what I'm going to do? I said, what are you going to do? He said, I'm going to tithe not on what I'm making, but I'm going to tithe on what I want to make. He said, you think God honored that? I said, go for it. He come back. He said, you're not going to believe this. I said, try me. He said, exactly what I tithe on what I wanted came back to me. What I'm saying is this. Our vision, we don't want, Andrew Womack put out a book, Don't Limit God. Amen. Guys, if one person can be healed of blindness, a hundred people can get healed of blindness. If a hundred people can get healed of blindness in one meeting, a thousand people can get healed of blindness. Till Osborne, Daisy Osborne, they entered in the heart of God. Most church historians Ascribe unto them, you know, the pioneers of mass evangelism. 3,000 people never heard and never spoke. In a, in a moment's time, in an instant, all heard. 3,000 people blind all saw. I get it. Sometimes day to day, it's, it's difficult. There's certain things that come up. I get it. But I'm here to tell you, God is bigger than I know and, and we all know. And we need to enter in more than ever before as God is speaking unto us destiny, not to limit God. Amen? Because it's not about us. They didn't heal those 3,000 people, did they? God is not looking so much for ability. He's looking for availability. He's looking for someone to say, Amen, which means I agree with you. Glory to Jesus. Amen. All right. So let's look at some things. Praise God. We all can enter into different things. One of the guys that helped disciple me, 
Mark Eppert, he has a large ministry, Southeast Asian Prayer Center. He lives in Indonesia. Kathy and I were good friends with him and his wife, Ellie. And Kathy went with him on a mission trip, went to Hong Kong and China, wherever, at different times. Bottom line is, he had a vision to reach the unreached. Regular guy. I mean, you see him, you know, again, you say, is he a pastor? Again, what's a pastor look like? Somebody with a three-piece suit on? Speaks with big words nobody else can understand? Pastor, he's a regular guy like anybody else. He had the vision to reach the unreached. So he goes to language school because they're going to Guatemala. Ellie picks it up quick. He just can't learn the language. So he's frustrated. The devil will always try to put a weed in your path. He felt degraded, unable, but he said, you know what, I'll just go and do what I can. I'll help build church, you know, physically build. But when he was going to leave the language school, he says, God, I, he said, I need to reach these people, and I can't speak their language. He, he just wept. See, oh, Jesus. And he woke up. This is true as true ever will be. He could speak Spanish fluently, and he couldn't hear it when someone spoke. And to this day, can Wow. Glory to God. But here's what I want to say. If you get anything today, get this. It was already there in the spirit for him to receive of. And, and this is what I think God wants to bring out today. It's already there. Woo! Jesus. And he has a grace and the gift of tongues. He was in Nepal. And at that time, man, Nepal was so close, you'd die for preaching the gospel for real. You know, Paul's towards, you know, India. And we have the big, what, mountain there that everybody wants to climb. And uh, anyway, long story short, there is, uh, it's just like in the Bible days, he sees this guy. He's uh, watering his cattle at, at a well. Well, he doesn't know the dialect there in Nepal. So he says something really interesting, and I like this. He didn't hear from God to do this. He just said, why don't I just give it a try? This guy's going to hell. If I speak to him in English, he has no idea what I'm saying, right? So why not try tongues? So he goes up to the guys and starts speaking in tongues, has no idea what he's saying, and the guy talks back. He has no idea what that guy's saying. They talk for like 45 minutes, and then the guy gets down on his knees and accepts Jesus. Woo, hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. See, we need to get free. Amen? Glory to Jesus. Brother Andrew, Kathy and I was talking about, he wrote a book, God Smuggler. He just said, God, this is when the Iron Curtain, again, you could get tortured or put in prison for life if you brought Bibles to, you know, to East Germany at the time and different places like Hungary that were closed. 
He said, God, I know you made blind eyes see. He said, every checkpoint I come to, I'm going to believe you're going to make seeing eyes blind. He would bring thousands of Bibles in and nobody ever saw them. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. See, it's according to our faith. Hallelujah. We could go on and on. Heidi Baker, so often food being multiplied so kids don't die. Not just to teach it a Bible lesson. Reinhard Bonnke, man, when he was eight years old, had a vision of a blood-washed Africa. Man, time goes so quick. I want to get into different things. but I mean, it must have been like 15 years ago. Reinhard Bonnke came to this big place down in Pittsburgh. I was at the David L. Lawrence Center. I think Channel 40 sponsored Expect about a thousand, it was the pastors, about a thousand pastors to be there. I don't know what happened. There's seven people that showed up. I don't know what the deal was. So Reinhard Bonnke's there, and, this, and, and seven pastors, we just sat there and talked to him at a table just like this. And he just shared with us. It was amazing. I'm thinking, is this for real? I don't know what the deal was. They got dates mixed up. I don't know what the deal was. But he shared something that was powerful. He said, you know what? When I was getting ready to go to uh, college, or he, he said, I wanted to go to the mission field. I needed money to go to a Bible college. And he said, my older brother, he's just like a, no, my younger brother, he said, was just like, you're younger than me. He said, my dad came to me and said, you know, I only have so much money. He said, not to put you down, but he has so much more potential than you do. And he actually told him, right heart this. He said, I got to put all my eggs in this basket. All my money's going to him. Can you imagine that? Now, Reinhardt got over it, and you know, his dad, I understand, got saved in his brother. But he said, man, what does that do to you? So he just said, you know what? I got a vision in my spirit. I'm not going to let weeds come in. Amen? That was a weed that could destroy somebody. I'm, he said, I had to start praying. Someone paid for me to go to school, and glory to God, I was out in the field in a year. How many millions of people has he won to Jesus? How millions of blood-washed Africa? Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, what's that have to do with us? Everything. Glory to God. Everything. Jesus. Jesus. We need to go with our hearts. We need to believe God big. Because that's our destiny. At the same time, one of the keys to entering in the walking in God the big way is the days that we have that seem to negate that reality. There are days, I'll tell you what, that are a little bit tougher than others. Someone says something to you they shouldn't say. That's always going to happen. If I haven't offended you yet, I will. Amen? Just be ready and bless me. Okay? Amen? Because you probably offended me. Believe me. All right? Okay? <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen? Isn't it good to get real in church? Amen. Glory to God. All right? All right? 
Good word. Amen. Thank you, John. Amen. I'm going to buy you dinner after church. Amen. Good word. Amen. Absolutely. Glory to God. Amen. You have some days that are tougher. You just don't sense the glory over you. Man, you have some days it's just like, man, you're not faking it, you're faithing it. And it's just like, man, there's some days I, man, I, some days I do like nine, ten counseling situations. I'm tired. The Holy Ghost works because it's not me. I'm just being there. But the bottom line is you're tired. Man, then you go, you know, you're tired to go to, to get in the Word and you don't sense God. Now, usually I get something, but man, it's, you understand that some days, glory to God, some days when I'm fasting, some, I, I do a three-day fast. Truth be told, a lot of, at different times, the first three days, you know, I, you know what I get from God? Hungry. For real. For real. Where's God? I don't know why. Why sometimes he comes at the midnight hour? Why did he come when you wake up? You know what I'm saying? Seriously. I guess to see if you want him. And maybe and we talked about last Sunday, principalities trying to withstand you. Man, I, I think I told you this, but this is one of the greatest revelations I ever received. So I, God did not tell me to fast. I said, I just, I, everything's going fine. I said, God, I just want to fast to get closer to you. So I just said, you know, so honestly, so I fasted for three days. I don't know what the deal was. I could not sense God. I could not feel God. It was like, it was not good. So I'm closing the fast like a religious person, not being honest with him. Thank you, Father God, for the privilege to fast for you three days. The minister unto thy heart. And the Lord said, no. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Get real. Okay, I said, Lord, didn't seem like it did a whole lot for me, okay? And when I said that, the Lord said, fast the next day. And I said, God, Jesus was raised after three days. You know what I'm saying? I don't need a fourth day, right? You know what I'm saying? For real. So I'm just being honest with you. I said, all right, I got you. I got you. So I fasted that fourth day. Felt a little better. So I'm closing, I'm, I'm closing my fast. And I usually don't do this. Like Kathy opens up, seriously, she opens the Bible. Bang, God loves you. Bang, you know, God's good. Bang, I'm going to fight for you. Bang, Isaiah, I'm with you. Seriously, I open up the Bible and I go to genealogy. Seriously. It's true. So this time I open up the Bible, bang, like this, right? In Exodus 34, 14, it was like it stood up on the page in fire. And it really didn't, but it was like it to my spirit. He says, my name is Yahweh Kenna. My name is Jealous. And I said, Lord, what's that mean? He said, I'll never forget it. I will never forget it. He says, I cannot take it when you put me, you put someone else or some other thing above me. And I saw his jealousy for me. Not a bad jealousy, like some, you know, a godly jealousy. He said, you mean everything to me. And I need you. I need to mean everything to you. It, it was so life-changing. It was amazing. But what I'm saying is this, guys. When days are tough, even look mundane, 
The vision's coming to pass. The vision's coming to pass. When you don't feel God, you need to say the vision's coming to pass. The faith of God is manifesting in me now. Because the vision's coming to pass. You don't feel it. You say, God, this is my heart to do the works that you did. The vision's coming to pass. Looks like it's getting a little worse with somebody I love. And, and you know, it looks like it's getting a little worse. But Lord, I thank you. The vision's coming to pass. Whew, Jesus. You know why you could say that? Because it is. It is. It is. Sometimes the vision is coming to pass to a greater degree when it doesn't look like something's happening, even when it looks like it is to a degree. Amen. There's a lot of things I was going to get into I'm not going to have time for, but I need to get into this. We know the scripture in 1 Kings 18.41. Let's look at it again. I'm going to, I'll, I'll get to this later. Oh, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. First Kings 18.41. Elijah's now praying for rain. It hadn't rained for three and a half years. Oh, Jesus. I'm going to get excited because I sense something on God. If I get excited, get excited with me. Amen. Elijah said unto Ahab, get thee up, eat and drink. For there is the sound of the abundance of rain. Can I tell you something? There was no sound of the abundance of rain. There, there was no sound of the abundance of rain. So is he lying? He's sensing in his spirit the sound. He hears it in the spirit. He hears it in his spirit. He sees it through the eyes of the Holy Ghost. Whoo, Jesus. So Ahab went up to eat and to drink. That's what the world's going to do in a lot of the church. But Elijah went up to the top of Carmel, cast himself down upon the earth, put his face between his knees. That's the Hebrew birthing position. He's getting ready to birth something, man. Jesus. And he says to his servant, go up now, look toward the sea. And he went up and looked and said, there's nothing. When you believe in God, it's okay to look. You're praying for someone that's blind. You're believing. And there's nothing there. There's nothing there. If you could get anything, get this today. Looked like nothing, but there was something. The devil was being broken. Clouds were on the horizon that he could not see. He did this six more times. And the servant came back every time. He said, what'd you see? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing, 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 nothing. He went back seventh time. He says, I see a cloud the size of a man's hand. If you're not on the mountaintop and looking for it, you're not going to see it. That's why we need to be in the spirit so we can see what's going on. 
Glory to Jesus. Mm. And, and Elijah says in verse 44, Go up, say unto Ahab, Prepare thy chariot, get thee down, that the rain stop thee not. It still hadn't rained. And it came to pass. Everybody say that with me. It came to pass. Woo! It came to pass in the meanwhile that the heaven was black with clouds and wind and there was a great rain. And Ahab rode and went to Jezreel. And the hand of the Lord was so strong on Elijah, he girded up his loins and ran from before Ahab to the entrance. It was about 25, 30 miles. He ran 30 miles and not ran the chariot. Isn't that amazing? But you see, the first six times, he probably felt weak, like he couldn't even get up. But now he's running 30 miles and not running a chariot. We got to see this. Hallelujah, Jesus. It's already there. See, it was already there. The rain was already there. Your destiny manifesting, it's already there. God, all we need to do, hallelujah, is enter in, doing a small part, whoo, declaring that what's in the heavenlies is on the earth. Jesus, my healing's already there. My desire to raise the dead, it's already there. My desire to see this person delivered, it's already there. Glory to God. God spoke to me two things about, I don't know, three months ago. He said, in these last days, I want to grace you to prove the word of God and the miraculous. You do that, and second, you confront evil. Whether it's gender change, whatever it is, non-absolutistic thought, whatever it is, you confront it in the power of my spirit. Jesus. Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's already in you. Glory to God. When the apostles were messing up so much, go with me to Matthew 28. Glory to God. Matthew 28, if you would. Everybody quotes Matthew 28, 19, but let's look at Matthew 28, 18. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, let's, let's look at uh, 16. Then the 11 disciples went away into Galilee into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. And when they saw him, now you got to get this. He had appeared to them over different times, right? Through a 40-day period. They worshipped him, but some of the apostles doubted that it was him. Who do they think it was? I know God's merciful because he didn't put the names of the people in there. But a number of them, plural, doubted it was Jesus. Now Jesus is getting ready to entrust his ministry to these men. And you got a number of them thinking, I don't know who you are. Wow, but Jesus goes on and entrusts his ministry to them, right? Do you know why? 
Because Jesus knew. Even though outwardly they were weak at that time and they were doubting. He knew faith was in them. I said he knew faith was in them. And most of these people that doubted died for their faith. Glory to Jesus. When you don't feel it, it's in you to overcome. When it doesn't look like it's coming to pass, it's in you to believe. When you've been offended and it's hard to love somebody and forgive, it's in you to forgive and love. Amen. Hallelujah, Jesus. When you don't know what direction to go, the Holy Ghost is in you to be your compass and your navigator. Glory to God. And when that look like you're producing fruit, glory to God, you need to speak like Elijah and say, I'm a fruit-bearing tree because it's in me. Woo, Jesus. It's in me to be bold. It's in me to be wise. It's in me to win souls. It's in me, glory to God, to have my words confirmed as the words of Jesus were confirmed because you know why? I tell you why, because Righteousness is in me as much as it was in him because his righteousness has been put in me. Woo! Jesus! Glory to God! Hallelujah! Righteousness is not something I'm trying to obtain in one way. It's something I am. Because he who knew no sin became sin that I might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Shh! The scepter of his kingdom, Hebrews 1, is righteousness. God confirms righteousness. Glory to God. He looks at me and he sees righteousness through the blood. Woo! And he sees righteousness because we're living the life. Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. It's in us to hunger for the presence of God, the voice of God, to know the heart of God, the fruits of the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit, to take upon our, our hearts what He has a burden for, to enter into courage, to grieve Him not, to minister to Him. It's in us. Glory to Jesus. It's in us. What the devil says is not there and cannot be is in us. For the kingdom of God is in us. What it doesn't look like and appear to be is in us. And God's saying if it's in you, whoo, it's going to manifest to you, through you, and for you. The key is, it's in me. Let's close with one verse. Glory to God. Colossians 1.27. Hallelujah, Jesus. Woo, hallelujah, God. Oh, Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. Mm. Which is 
Christ in you. The hope of glory. Now let's look at this as we close. What you have a desire for. Comes through Christ that's in you. It's a manifestation of him being in you. This is the mystery of the gospel. God Almighty in you. Woo! This is what differentiates us if you want to put Christianity in the context of religion, which obviously is not in one way. But all the religions, you know, worship different gods. This is what separates us. Our God is in us. And if he's in us, we're back to Ephesians 3.20. Can do exceedingly, abundantly, beyond what we can ask or think. Why? Because of God Almighty in us. And what's he's in us for? To give us the desire for glory. What's glory? It's open relationship with him. Open manifestation of what's in his heart. I don't know about you. I'm going to get excited about this. I'm going to let it dominate me when I wake up. Man, before lunchtime, supper time, before I go to bed, and in my dreams. Because it's a key to everything. It's the mystery of the gospel. The life of God. It's an amazing thing, isn't it? But what's so sad is religious spirits have duped us by thinking that we have to get something that's already there and we're going to get it somehow because of our own righteousness, our own abilities. Now, there's a price to pay. Can I tell you something? It's nothing compared to the glory that's in us. It's an amazing thing. It's an amazing thing when the faith of God manifests through you. When the love of God manifests through you. When the wisdom of God manifests through you. It's an awesome thing. There's nothing like it in the world. To speak with the voice of God, 1 Peter 4.11. And to know that it's not you but him. Unto his glory, his honor and praise. Woo, Jesus. I don't know what that does to you. But we're going to look into the specifics of this in the weeks to come. Glory to Jesus. I tell you, this is where my confidence is. Don't cast away your confidence. This is where our confidence is. It's not in yourself in the natural. It's not in the person. It's in, it's in this reality. Christ in you. He's in you. I'll say this last thing. 
how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. The Holy Ghost was on Jesus. To cause him to be who he was. Christ Jesus. He's in you. To cause you to be. Who he's called you to be. For you for, to live. For Christ to live in you. Wow. Hallelujah Jesus. Can you stand with me? Glory to God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Woo! Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Woo! Glory, glory, glory. Woo! When I don't feel like it's going to work, I know that it will. I know that it will. I said, I know that it will. Because I know Christ and he's in me to make it work. Woo, glory to Jesus. If you're listening to this and you're walked away from God, you bought a lie. You bought a lie that it doesn't work. Or you just wanted the world. But a lot of you just bought a lie. You became disillusioned that it didn't work. Right now, right now. Say, Jesus, I repent and turn away from the lie that this does not work. I bow my knee to you and I confess to you, Father, to you, Lord Jesus, to you, Lord Holy Ghost, the devil to you, that it was me that didn't see what the gospel really is. I give myself to the gospel. The gospel that says you will make it work through me. In Jesus' name. If you made that recommitment, there's a number on the screen. And if you've never accepted Christ, it's time to get real. Because you do not have real life unless you enter into the real Jesus. All you have to do is say, I want reality. I want you, Jesus. Forgive me. I repent. Forgive me. Come into my life.